Hey, oh, welcome into the CHGO White Sox podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome into Studio A of our CHGO offices here in the West Loop of Chicago. I'm Sean Anderson, proud alum of Brother Rice High School, a local, local product. product. Local product. <laughs> local product. Uh, the host of the CHGO White Sox uh, podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. The great thing about this podcast, all local products. Vinny Duber of Geneva High School. You can follow Go him likes. on Twitter <laughs> at Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. Uh, he's got a lot of new posts uh, up on allchgo.com. Uh, one about our main topic, Nikki Lopez. Uh, one about our uh, main topic yesterday, Mike Clevenger. Uh, and you can get all the details and facts from Vinny's piece uh, if you are reading to or looking to reading up about that uh, situation. Uh, and then uh, also you have the lovely and very fun uh, mailbag for our CHGO diehards uh, that I think people should uh, look into. And I think it's very fitting now that you pulled that Graham Parker uh, album because local girls, local guys, local Nikki Lopez. Yes. Yeah. yes. And uh, everyone's favorite local product, Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him on Twitter at Ecknerwall23. As Alex says, uh, I'm not the Naperville North guy. I thought that was, I just saw North and I was like, ah, no. Wheaton North. Falcons, 96. Damn straight. <laughs> uh, 96. I'm old. Born in 97 here. I'm so uh, old that now Vinny and I's uh, schools are in the same conference. Duquesne oh, conference. Oh, are they really? Yes. We used to be in Nikki Lopez's conference, the DVC but those schools are much too big, and so we went to smaller schools, schools that are closer to us. When I was in high school, the conference that uh, my high school was in was the Western Sun Conference. <laughs> Me, lived in a Chicago suburb. Our high school played uh, Sycamore, played Rochelle. Yeah, Rochelle, Rochelle. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Road trip. It was Rochelle, quite. It Rochelle. was a very long journey from Milan to Minsk. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> um, but yeah, then also our local product, Naperville Central. So there you go, Nikki Lopez. Nikki Lopez. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that's what we're talking about today. Steven, you're uh, you're a, a stag. You're a local alum. stag. Yep, stag yes. high school. Also local product. Stag alum. I know our guy Alec is a St. Rita alum. So drop your uh, drop your high schools if you want to. If you're uh, local product. Yes. If oh. you're not, then that's shameful. And you yeah, no one cares about your New York PS <laughs> nine nine foot fifty four <laughs> school. Who's your daddy? Uh, had local products set at four, uh, 40 and a half for over under, and I think we're in at, this show. Yeah, I think we're oh, already at we're ten. Blasting past forty and a half for local product. Yeah. Um, I just if it if this trade were to happen, and it doesn't sound like the Royals want to do it, but so there's a spoiler alert for you. But uh, oh my God, Steve and Jason are going to say that. Literally every day. Every game. I mean, they say it for every game already. <laughs> I don't know. Every if, Royals game, you hear it. Have they been re-signed? I don't know. I. I would assume they've been re-signed. Uh, no news has been released saying that they have been re-signed. I'm not sure what I'll be, I'll they're be waiting for necessarily, but um, I don't know if uh, you want to get into broadcast no, details no, no. now. No, okay. no, You brought I, it up, my man. I love my guy, Jason Bonetti. He's just very popular, so I'm sure he's uh, having a hard bargain for the White Sox. I say for him and Adam Amin, we are lucky we have these broadcasters who are nationally wanted, do national games. Adam Amin's on the third NFL team. Jason Benetti's doing NFL games. He's doing NBA games. He's doing college basketball games. So he has very wanted guys. So if he can be brought back for a reasonable price, I'm there. 
and uh, Adam Amin, local product. Uh, Addison Trail. Addison High Trail. Yeah. Jason uh, Benetti, local product. Jason Benetti, yeah. local product. Homewood Flossmore. Uh, yeah, yeah. Good old, Everybody. Good old home, yeah. Everyone Chuck, ever. Yeah. Homewood Flossmore. Uh, our Lawrence Holmes. Oh, man. We're going to need to block out the next 20 minutes if we're going to listen to Scott Merkin, that local, product. Yeah, um, local product. Yeah. I mean, that, that's at least what Jason and Steve said. AJ says this in the comments. Jason and Steve said at the end of last year that they will be back. So I don't know if it's just a priority to get those guys signed. You know, yet, I mean, we know how companies work. You know, mm-hmm. you're not always the quickest to get things done. Uh, it's not baseball yet. It's kind of like ADHD time. There's now and then there's later. Maybe it's just for a later uh, date. Uh, you know, maybe I, I doubt NBC Sports Chicago uh, and the White Sox would, would let that crew break up. I don't I don't think that would be a, a great PR. But we kind of did see the Blackhawks get a little bamboozled by Eddie Olchek. I mean, that, that did surprise at least the Blackhawks people when he ended up going to Seattle. So... I mean, I'm, I shouldn't say it's 100% that they'll be back, but I would probably put it like 90% back that those two will be back in the White Sox booth. I've gotten used to their broadcast style, and even when the team is bad, it's still a entertaining product because they make it like a talk show. They have good banter between each other. I like how their energy flows, kind of like I liked uh, how Ed and DJ flowed when I was doing and listening to the radio station. So, yeah, if they're coming back, I'll be a big-time fan of that. If they're not, you know, other circumstances don't let them come back, I'll be sad, but I'll be looking forward to the next person's or person that has taken over one of those people's jobs. Ed Farmer, local product. Ed Farmer, local yeah. product. St. Rita. St. Rita. Uh, Eddie Olchek, local product. Eddie Olchek, brother Ice. There you go. <laughs> I, I, my friends, now, uh, back when the Hawks won, back in 2015, that's when I was in high school, not 1996, uh, Eddie Olchek brought the cup to brother Ice. Cool. I have a picture with the cup. I have a picture with Mr. Olchek. And... 2015, you were like four years old. Were you were you sitting I, in the cup? I have a little baby. I mean, if you saw the uh, yearbook <laughs> challenge that uh, Casey put out, you saw my baby faced yes. uh, high school picture. So mm. that's basically what I look like. It's me without a beard. Uh, it's basically just if I shaved. Uh, shout out to uh, our Buffalo Grove High School from Bill. BG. Uh, he says PG High School. What's up? Uh, and Stefan Bardo, uh, Maine South. Local uh, products. L- local products. There you go. Uh, drink. Uh, we'll get to the local products. <laughs> Do not, you, because you'll be on the floor very soon. It's, I, I asked Stephen what he was doing, our producer, Stephen Nicholas, uh, again, local product. Uh, I asked him what he was doing after the show, and he said, nothing. I'm going home. Uh, and that's the worst thing that he's actually told me now, because we have to have a social video uh, now after each and every show. Our little short's going to be every single time we say. Supercut. Local product. Local product, supercut. <laughs> I'm not oh, that. No. <laughs> oh, no. Come on, Steven. We'll have so much fun staying here for hours and hours and hours. Uh, we'll get to the local product trade in just a second. Uh, but let's get to some news, uh, mainly for the White Sox and the White Sox alum, White Sox Hall of Famer, uh, Mark Burley. He will be on the 2024 Hall of Fame ballot right after we ended our show yesterday. The Hall of Fame ballot was revealed. Scott Rowland is the only Hall of Famer for the 2023 class, along with Fred McGriff at least the only player that was voted in by, by the BBWA. The BBWA. Yes. Um, so Scott Rowland in, Fred McGriff also in, um, and now it's kind of on to 2024 for Mark Burley, which is great. He got 10.8% of the val- ba- uh, the vote uh, up from, uh, I think it was about 68 last year. So up 4%, great for Mark Burley. Another year, he's on to year, I think it's now four. Yeah, I think that, and we're going to discuss the year next year's ballot, He's going to be on this ballot for a while now. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of great 
players going in next year. And Mark Burley just keeps on his case keeps on getting better because of his longevity, because of he's doing 200 innings in 14 consecutive innings, missing the 15th season just by, I think, like a two thirds of an inning. And so it's looking even better in this day and age, what he did, the three perfect uh, three batters was a face the minimum batters. No one's ever done that. So I don't know if he'll ever get in by getting voted in, but I think players and or this veteran committee will eventually vote him in. He might be like in his 70s when he gets voted in, but I believe that Mark Burley will be appreciated for what he did in his career as we move on because we see it's such a rarity nowadays. I could see that. I could definitely see a, a committee of some fashion voting him in decades from now, right? That well, That's definitely something that could that could happen with Mark Burley. And that was the whole idea behind Hashtag Bus for Burley, the campaign that I very, very uh, seldomly push. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I, why not? I tweet it every now and then. Uh, but that was the idea was just get him 10 years on the ballot because I think he's an interesting topic. And if you do send him to a veterans committee where he has all these innings pitched, especially with now starters basically going away, not even pitching to the fifth inning. Like I do think that Burley with his war number being basically at 60, it's at 59. um, I do think that he's going to be somebody that uh, the younger generation of baseball writers uh, especially after 10 years has passed of him being on the ballot. And then I think there's even a couple year layoff before you have to go to the veterans uh, committee. Like I think that generation of sports writer will definitely be a little bit more informed. And also that well, veterans committee, or the, at least the team that just voted in Fred McGriff had Kenny Williams and Frank Thomas on. Yeah. I was going to say, pretty good. It, it doesn't really matter if you impress a younger generation of writers, they're not going to get to vote on you again, but right. uh, <laughs> you know, but uh, it, it does matter obviously what your, Pierce thought of yeah. you and, and certainly people who uh, have remained in the game for, well, for so long. And Susan Slusser was the writer that kind of led that group as well. And I know that she's voted for Mark Burley in her BBWAA vote. So that's three of the 15 already that you would say could vote for Mark Burley. So, like, that's You think great. Kenny Williams is going to vote for Mark Burley? I would, I would think that Kenny Williams and I think that Frank Thomas would, would vote for Mark Burley. I think, I think that Jerry Reinsdorf would give them a nice little paycheck if they did. <laughs> Even mean, if they don't. I think they might just do it because he's a good guy and, you know, great teammate, whatever. Won them World Series. But, you know. If you recall, Frank Thomas's <laughs> Harold Payne's got a talk show he had on uh, NBC Sports Chicago. One of the first guests he had on was Mark Burley, and he said he was one of his favorite favorite teammates. And Frank Thomas, as a Hall of Famer, knows Hall of Fame pitching. Maybe not um, Roy Holiday, maybe not people of his peers of that time, but you tell anybody back in the day, like Mark Burley's on the bumps, like man, it's going to be a tough day. He's going to work quick. He's going to be hitting spots, and we're not going to get a lot of runs. So we need to. Uh, get a couple scratched out in the early part of the game and hope he gets pulled out of the game. So I think he has a good shot, especially if these guys, these White Sox people, stay on that uh, veterans committee. Yeah, I mean, that would be great for Mark Burley. Uh, that, that committee definitely does change uh, every now and then. Uh, so, I mean, we don't know what it will look like, you know, X amount of years from now. But uh, good for Burley. Uh, I don't know if he'll get that 75% that Scott Rowland just reached. Uh, but, you know, the longer that he is on, uh, the better for his case in any single committee. I'll tell uh, you this about Scott Rowland. Like, I think, you know, we, we had this conversation about Hall of Famers. What was it, two weeks ago, something like that? Yeah, it was, uh, well, the, it was after the Goose uh, shoot because you were talking to Jared about it, and you were like, oh, I never thought Scott Rowland was a, a, yeah, a Hall of Famer when watching him. Right, and that's kind of, that's kind of remains my opinion. But I'll tell you this, after seeing the video that, 
was tweeted out with him getting to tell his parents that mm-hmm. he went, got into the Hall of Fame. Just put everybody in the Hall of Fame. Like, <laughs> just for the moms and the dads, put, put everybody in the Hall of Fame so they can all have that awesome moment that, that he got to share with his folks. Or like Larry Walker when he was wearing the sponge, but like just that horrible outfit. Like, yeah. let's, just, let's make mom, the moms and dads happy and let's just see how awful these men dress now. Like these rich, yeah. rich Scott, men. Scott, <laughs> I love Scott Rowland. Scott Rowland, you just got elected to the Hall of Fame. This is arguably the biggest day of your life walks into his mom's kitchen just rocking <laughs> sweatpants with like a random baseball hat on like you know he's just, just another like me. just another day at the Roland household I guess yeah how much it meant to them like their player their son was a seven-time all-star great player played for what three or four great organizations World Series champion and the emotions their mom and dad and Scott Roland himself showed it means something. Like, it means something to each one of these players. They might tell you the Barry Bonds, the Mark McGuire's, the Sammy Sosa's might tell you, oh, it's, it's just another thing. I don't need it. It means something to each and every one of these players. It's a culmination of everything you've done in your lifetime. Those parents going to drop you off at practice, those parents watching every one of your games, and then getting the recognition, in Scott Rowland's case, years after he stopped playing. It means something to these guys. And I was a, and Connor Smith brings up Harold Baines. I was a big um, person that said, I don't want Harold Baines in the Hall of Fame because I didn't think he was worthy. But for the person, I congratulate him because he got in. It meant a lot to him and his family. Congratulations to Harold Baines. But I remember I railed on, I was like, oh man, Harold Baines getting the Hall of Fame means everybody else gets in the Hall of Fame. It hasn't happened yet, which is good. But. Congratulations to anybody who ever gets nominated, even in the discussion, the ballot. But if you get in, like Scott Rowland did, I think it's a a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I've always thought Scott Rowland was a Hall of Famer just because, man, third base and staying that healthy at third base with the back problems he had is a thing. And he was a 70-war player through his career. Look at all the rest of the players you think are great. He was probably a top 10 third baseman in all, of all time. Absolutely. No, and I, I saw the one tweet from him, uh, and I love him, uh, our guy, the Carm, uh, talking about Mark Grace and how now Mark Grace needs to be in Stop. the Hall of Fame. And it's like, all right, slow down. Stop. Um, Mark Grace played first base. That's completely different than Scott Rowland. Scott Rowland won eight gold gloves. Mark Grace won four at a less harder position. Uh, was on, pretty good. It's, it's good, <laughs> but, you know, eight's not, you know, four is an eight. Eight's twice as good. Yeah. Uh, three All-Stars isn't the seven for Scott Rowland. Uh, the 44 over 46 war uh, isn't the 70 for Scott Rowland. Like, Scott Rowland was very deserved, and maybe he didn't scream Hall of Famer, but I think Hall of Fame's just a little bit too exclusive. Like, that guy is a phenomenal player, and I, I just think that he should be recognized because that position is very rare to be you know, this great offensively and defensively at. And it's why I think Jeff Kent should be a Hall of Famer. Absolutely, you know, yeah. he, he, oh. he he might be a bag of a person, but he has the most home runs for any second baseman. That's, Ever. that's historic. Yes. That's, that's Hall of Fame good. worthy. And the guy that's he really passed cool. up is in the Hall of Fame. That's really good. Ryan Sandberg, <laughs> yeah. he's in the Hall of Fame. So, yeah, I think he should have been in a long time ago. I thought the guy who finished second place or didn't make it by one vote because I think people are punishing him for playing at Coors Field. Todd Helton yeah. should be in. Oh, brutal. Andrew Jones should be in. He got is the purple the best, shoes for Todd Helton. Today. Literally Very the nice. best center <laughs> field day. defender of all time. Andrew Jones. The best. And he's not in the Hall of Fame. I it's it's a joke at a point where you're like, are we doing the small hall thing? Are we doing the best of the best of the best of the best? Or are we just saying, hey, this guy was the best during his time, especially on defense, and he had four hundred home runs. 
we should let him in. I don't know what the problem was with with voting for Andrew Jones. Well, and I'll tell you this too, though. There's a lot of people out there who feel that like opinions like like maybe like ours. I don't know if I'm unfairly lumping you guys in with me, but that. There are a lot more people that do deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. There are other people out there who have the opposite opinion, and they're afraid that, like, oh, you know, as the voting as the voting uh, uh, populace gets younger, you know, are, are we going to see just, you know, years where five and six guys go in? That hasn't happened yet. Mm-mm. I mean, for all the people who submitted ballots this year with seven, eight, nine, ten guys on them, one guy got in. Yep. One guy. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, so I think the the fear that it's going to become less exclusive. You know, oh my God, how can you put in Harold Baines? How can you put in Scott Rowland if there's anybody that has that opinion? Uh, it it's staying pretty exclusive. <laughs> well, and this is from Jeremy Frank. This is what I've always kind of spoke up about, or why I've spoken up for Burley. Uh, percentage of plate appearances taken by players currently in the Hall of Fame. In 1929, over 24% of plate appearances were taken by future Hall of Famers. Just 4% of plate appearances in 2000 were taken by players in the Hall of Fame. Since World War II, I mean, this wow. graph has basically dropped and fallen off, fallen off. And, you know, I think there was probably a sweet spot, like 24% a lot. I don't think 25% yeah. of <laughs> Hall of Famers are, 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 are worthy. But there's a spot basically from the 70s to the 80s where it was around about, you know, 12 and a half to eight and a half percent and four I think is just way too drastic like that eight and a half percent is huge and I think part of the four percent too is Barry Bonds isn't in there Rafael Primero Sammy Sosa etc because of steroids but also like but David Ortiz is in there right and David Ortiz is in there um but like Todd (laughs) Helton should be in there period like I mean it shouldn't take him (laughs) seven years Larry Walker who's clean shouldn't take him the full 10 Scott Rowland same like it it is a little bit too exclusive and 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 I think they do it in coordination I don't I don't not necessarily like they're all calling each other, but the fact that Roberto Alomar didn't get in on his first time because they were, they were punishing him for the spitting on, I think, John McSherry, that I get it. You want to show that you're not a first ballot Hall of Famer and all that, what that means. But if a person's a Hall of Famer, he's a Hall of Famer. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, Sean, you say, and I, or maybe Herb, it was you that just said earlier right now, Burley's case keeps getting better. Why? It, Shouldn't if he's a Hall of Famer in your mind, shouldn't he remain a Hall of Famer well, in your mind? Like yeah, yeah. I understand people's minds can change. Uh, Scott Rowland didn't he get ten percent on so, the first ballot? Yes. And now he just we, got seventy five. How do sixty five percent more of the voters than did however many years ago? All of a sudden, oh yeah, I guess it's right. I, I guess I was wrong. Scott Rowland is a Hall of Famer. Like it should have been a lot higher than that. Yeah. If that's, well, I, I believe that. Uh, like I, I did say that, and I, I believe that. Uh, what was the point that you were bringing up? No, I just, just forgot. The it. Hall of Famer when you're. Oh, you I, I, I thought Mark Burley was a Hall of Famer once he hit the ballot. I, I was just thinking right. though, like the whole discussion's always been Hall of Very Good. So now it's basically, can we use the ten years to overcome you know seventy five percent of the of the BBWA? Because you're right, uh, Roland went from ten percent, seventeen, thirty five, fifty two, sixty three, seventy six. That's mm. silly. <laughs> that to me is silly, and because guys have to earn it, it it's it's weird. Make, no, that doesn't make sense. That's that's how these voters think. That doesn't make sense. And this not. is the thing, yeah. though, that would t- single to me that there could be some dirty pool there where you got ten percent, and then how are you getting more? Like, are you going around to voters? I think it's an adherence to a tr- tradition kind yeah. of thing. Like you know, like Sean said, you have to earn it. Like the that. You shouldn't have to do that, but I think that's what a lot of people think. Like, you say the difference between a first ballot Hall of Famer and 
a regular Hall of Famer, I guess. Like no one cares. There are a lot of. I mean, there was a guy who didn't put Jeter on his, yeah, on, his right. on his ballot for the first ballot Hall of Famer because he's like, oh well, I thought he should have gone in his second year. Like no. Come on. Why? <laughs> yeah, there are people who is he a Hall of Famer who right. didn't vote That's for Tony Gwynn, King Griffey Jr. All players that have been in the Hall of Fame except for Mario Rivera, somebody didn't vote for him. That's ridiculous to me. It is ridiculous. Absolutely. Um, Nolan ridiculous. Ryan. They're like no. no. Fuck all. <laughs> there are people that were like, no, no, <laughs> thank good. you. Too many. Too Willie, many no hits. Willie Mays. Yeah, Willie Mays. Willie, Hank Aaron. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he hit way too many doubles <laughs> and homers. And, and everything else. He yeah, there should be a no-brainer. There should be a thing where we're not uh, voting, guys. He's going right. in. That Roberto Clemente, man. I mean, he just, <laughs> he, he wasn't that good in the field, you know. Was his arm that great? Like, could he throw someone out from behind the wall? He could obviously do it at the wall. <laughs> could he do it behind the wall, though? Um, I do just want to roast someone just a little bit. Is it, la- we want to work on our French, uh, oh. our French a little bit. Uh, Le Chatelain. How do we say that? Le Chatelain. What are we talking about? You, you got it. Okay. Um, I don't know what that, that carrot above the A does to the A. Yeah, I don't know yeah. either. Lawrence, I feel free. I feel like you, you might give it a shot. Le Chalin. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a, I'd go with the Le Chatelain. <laughs> very good. Uh, very can, we get some, can we get somebody who was actually in France last week? I know that there's a bunch of people Joe, that work for know. us that can help with this. Yeah, I wow. agree on that. Mm. Um, Grace was the best hitter of the '90s, Stop the it. whole decade. Uh, this is from Baseball Reference. Uh, it's a it's a ba- it's a website. Uh, you can go to it uh, for players with over six thousand appearances, uh, played appearances from 1990 to 1999. There are 14 players to meet that requirement. Mark Grace has the second highest batting average. Yes, in the in the '90s. Yes, uh, according to OPS Plus, he was at 122, which is the same as Roberto Alomar. Uh, the leader in OPS Plus was a guy named Barry Bonds, yep. who sat at 179, yep. uh, also known as 52% better than Mark Grace as a hitter. There's some guy named Frank Thomas was better than him, too. Yeah, Frank Thomas uh, right behind, uh, only 10% worse than Barry Bonds for, at for, 169. I know for what those he's, who might not know, he's referring to the stat that Mark Grace has the most hits oh, of any player and the in most the 1990s. Doubles too. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. what they hang on right, to. Right, right behind, or right in front of uh, Rafael Palmeiro. I mean... I, I, Are we just bringing up Grace stats or I Grace I uh, facts? I, I just I just saw that and I was just very surprised. Uh, I don't. Met him in Arizona. He, he just played first base. Like it's a very I easy mean, position Mark, Mark to Grace stay healthy. Good. Yeah. We don't need to, we don't need to crap on yeah. on Mark Grace's yeah. baseball career. But I mean, uh, best you know, hitter of the nineties. There were a lot of players who were better than very him. much. Very better. Was pretty good. Uh, <laughs> Frank Thomas, pretty good. Uh, let's take a quick break here, uh, and we'll then we'll preview the uh, twenty twenty four Hall of Fame ballot uh, and just give you some of the names that will be on there. Uh, Lierry Garcia is poised to make this list whenever he retires. I mean, he um, will make it. He will make it. Just I don't know if anybody vote for him. <laughs> <laughs> Got to let you know about Greenridge Farm. Uh, they're a Chicago local product. They're a local product. Quite uh, literally. Yeah, literally. A local product that uh, you can buy at the Jewels. <laughs> they're a meat and cheese company offering a better all-natural option. They're the makers of all-natural deli meat, sausages, and their famous meat sticks. They're perfect for tailgating, happy hour, and school lunches. And these all-natural meat sticks are hardwood smoked for eight hours. And these uh, uh, sticks with 16 grams of protein per stick make a perfect post-workout snack. Meat sticks come in chicken, black forest beef, and flavors like jalapeno cheddar and spicy chili. If you haven't tried them yet, you don't know what you're missing out on. And they're delicious because they are made from recipes generations in the making. And being all natural, they deliver a fresh and flavorful alternative at snack time. You can always find them in the refrigerated section at Costco, Sam's Club, or in your local Chicagoland grocery store. And right now, when you order any three meat products at greenrichfarm.com and include a pack of meat sticks in your cart, those meat sticks will be free simply by using code 
CHGO at checkout. Green Ridge Farm, simply natural meat. Also got to let you know about the ComEd facility assessment. ComEd Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities we serve save money and energy. ComEd offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities, whether it's lighting, HVAC systems, commercial kit, kitchen equipments, or industrial processes. And an authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. And these needs can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. And each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential potential incentives, and simple payback. So don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today for energy saving tips and to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash powering B-I-Z. That's comed.com slash powering biz. And if you're ready to sign up for a facility assessment, call us at 1-855-433-270 during normal business hours. Comed, local product. I guess so. I mean, I mean, it's here. Yeah. I don't don't know if Comed serves anything else. I mean, again, it's the communities we serve. I think it's a Comed, I think it's a Chicago thing. Uh, Yeah. Uh, sole electric provider in Chicago and much of Northern Illinois, local product. I've been by that Comment. big uh, power station they got on the other side of the river from Lane Tech. I've been, I've walked by there a there few times. Come. Lane Tech, beautiful, and power That's station. My grandpa went to high school there. Local, I, my grandpa, local product, local product. Yeah. Lane power Tech, station, also a great band. I don't know if you guys knew about them. <laughs> uh, Feel the heat. Robert Palmer, Duran Duran, got together. Oh yeah, they Tony have, Thompson. Uh, uh, I. That are a local product? No. no. You said power said station. The phrase oh, power, power station. station. So we went off on that. Some oh, like get hot and some sweat when the heat mm-hmm. is on. No, I uh, power station. Uh, That's different from the heat is on. Get it, get it on. That's I use right. that as a bed. Bang on. Yeah, yeah. I, I use that as a, a bed at the score. Rest in peace, Robert do, do, Palmer. Do, do, Not do, a local do, product. Do, 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 do. No, Didn't know Robert British, Palmer right? was British until like he started speaking. It's like, what the hell is Robert Palmer speaking British for? <laughs> Sings that that song so well. He's not. He's not American. No, he sounds American. That and uh, Phil Collins, I got confused with. I was pissed. I don't yes. know why I was pissed that they weren't American. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird thing kids think about. Very weird. Uh, can you scroll up real quick, Stephen? I do. I do. Uh, there was a question about local products earlier, and I just do want to uh, clarify what we would define as a local product. Um, like I think it was Alec asking uh, where. Uh, like what, what defines locality? How far are we stretching local Chicago area or Illinois? Um, I was going to call Scott Rowland from Evansville, Indiana, a local product. No, you no, should not have done no, that. No, yeah, that okay. would have been incorrect. Yeah. Um, like what, what, Chicago, Chicago land area. Land. Yeah. Chicago. Okay. Land. So Naperville local product. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yes. Okay. Right. No doubt about it. But like, would you, I mean, we, we brought up, uh, DeKalb? No. Milan de Minsk. Yeah. Uh, Rochelle. Rochelle. No, that's no. way too far out there. Rochelle's too far. Yeah. All right. Freeport, the pretzels. No, okay. not local. Freeport. Champagne? No, not local. Supernova? Yeah. Um, so l- looking at the 2024 Hall of Fame ballot, uh, returning with the most percentage of votes is going to be Todd Helton. Uh, Billy Wagner will be on his ninth year at 68.1%. Gary Sheffield will be in his 10th uh, year at 55%. Andrew Jones uh, in his seventh year at 58%. I do think Andrew Jones will get in uh, at some point, and I do think that it'll probably be in the 10th year because he'll have to earn it. Because mm-hmm. I, I, there's this whole like narrative around him that he got fat once he got paid, so that means he can't be a Hall of Famer. It's like, no, his stats are he still his stats. He <laughs> st- yeah, he stopped caring, so his defense got he a little bit worse. decent as a White Sox. He's and a- with the Yankees after, I think he was decent. Yeah. Not the player where he, where he was in the Braves. He body put, put his body on the line. He probably was broken down by the time he got to the White Sox and Yankees. But tell me those first eight years of Andrew Jones' career, you weren't enthralled. 
The man was getting balls that no one else was getting. Yeah, and before he got paid, like he was the greatest uh, defensive center fielder of all time, and it wasn't really close. Um, he, he still is. Uh, Carlos Beltran uh, is probably the only notable uh, person who was on his first year of, of the ballot in 2023. Uh, in his second year, uh, he'll be returning after receiving 46.5% of the votes. Uh, A-Rod's an interesting case. He received 35.7%. He's on his third year of eligibility. Again, Burley uh, will be in his fourth year at 10.8%, uh, and we'll see how that plays out. For first-year players... Interesting names. Adrian Beltre has the most war uh, for first-year players. Chase Utley uh, is at 64.5%. Uh, he'll be in his first year. Joe Maurer at 552 uh, yeah. David Wright at thirty uh, at 49.2 war. Uh, former Cy Young and White Sox legend Bartolo Colon. Um, love the Michael Jackson story. Uh, mm-hmm. He's a legend for that reason. Matt Holliday never touched home plate, but he is going to be a first-year uh, ballot. Uh, Andre uh, Adrian Gonzalez, uh, Padre and Red Sox legend. And be, Kane uh, County Cougars legend. And, and well. Kane yeah. County Cougars legend. Uh, Jose, two Jose's, Jose Reyes and Bautista. Uh, White Sox killer Victor Martinez. James Shields, you know, Hall of Fame for different reasons. Wago uh, G. And then uh, Brandon Phillips, Denard Span, and Chase Headley uh, finish out the list. There's a couple more that are eligible, but they're in the Leary uh, range. And you know who's good that, that was kind of buried on that list? You know who was really good? Who? was Victor Martinez. Oh, he's oh, great. I mean, and he's just hurt because he was a DH for so long. That's he's Chris a, Sale. He's he a fantastic really hitter. You know what? He's probably the Mark Grace of the 2000s. Could be. Could, most doubles and hits. Man, he ate Chris Sale's lunch every single time he p- faced him. It was, you were scared of Miguel Cabrera. You were terrified of Victor Martinez, no matter if he's on the Guardian Indians or the Tigers back then, man, I hated to see him up at the bat. Just so good. And we went through it, I think, uh, recently at the end of the season. Like, who were the biggest White Sox killers? And I think because of his time in Cleveland and Detroit, he is by far the biggest White Sox Longevity. killer. He Longevity. just never stopped hitting. <laughs> I mean, in his final year, uh, or no, what was it? Uh, his final full year, um, cranked out a, a 121 OPS. But even in 2014, uh, at 35, a 172 OPS plus finished second uh, in the MVP voting. At 35. Dude. I mean, that's ridiculous. I mean, Dude uh, just hit and hit and hit. It, yeah. Like, yeah. Every year. It's just insane. Uh, just just killing it. Um, but what do we make of the, the, the new names outside of Victor Martinez? Is are there some potential there some first slam ballot? dunk ones in there for me. Yeah. Is, is Beltre first ballot? Oh, not even close. Like, yeah. they shouldn't have a vote. He should be in automatically. If you get three hundred or three thousand hits, you you automatically be in. He Usually, is, that's how it is. I yeah. think, Cheater in my area. mind, yeah. only Michael Jack Schmidt is a better third baseman in the history of the game Ooh. than Adrian Beltre. Wow, I mean, A Rod's pretty good, or is he I, no, shortstop? He's more shortstop, yeah. but okay. Adrian Beltre. I don't know if you guys remember. He just could hit with the best of them and can glove it. Too so like again, just consistent. Just too. yeah, and like and he was bad for a little bit. I think his Dodgers uh, days were not that great. Went to Texas, dominated. He was just the consummate hitter. And yeah, only Michael Jack Schmidt for me is a better third baseman in the history of the game. You know, no one or not might pass him up when he finished playing. But for now, it's Adrian Beltre. When you say Joe Mauer, I think Hall of Famer. Yeah, same. I know that Minnesota tried to mess him up. By moving to that stadium that he's at now, where the hump dome was perfect for him. He could hit balls right off of the garbage baggie or hit him left center field. I could see him hitting home runs off the White Sox and it with his eyes closed. Here goes the pitch. Here's a home run by Mauer. Mercy. I'll tell you what. Why we pitch this man? And we'll be back. Yeah. Why do we pitch this man? <laughs> we'll be back. Um, yeah. 
But otherwise, I mean, Chase Utley, you said, I was like, uh, he'll yeah, eventually think, he'll get in, but not now. Again, position, a lot. position, again, too, is the other thing. Second too. base. Yeah, second base. And that him. dirty play might cause some people with some pause. Does that, does that really knock you out of the Hall of Fame, though? Like, would Pete Rose be knocked out for ruining uh, that poor man's career, Ray Fossey's career? No, but Pete Rose is that hit? otherworldly. Well, I know. but This like, guy, at the end of his career, doing dirty plays, I think, versus the Mets, and that also got one of the greatest umpire clips we've ever had where Tom Hallian's telling uh, Terry Collins, Terry, we're going to put our asses in the jackbox if we don't throw him out. That's when Noah Syndergaard threw a ball at the player, and he got thrown out immediately. And so I think eventually Chase Utley will get in, but I don't think the first ballot, especially with people coming back from last year or this year who are going to get in. I believe that Helton's going to get in next year. Yeah. Wagner's going to get in last, next year. Even though he's at 55%, it's his 10th year, Gary Sheffield's going to get in next year. So those things are going to mark down people like Mark Burley who might get off the ballot next year because of so many good people left over this year and the good people who are coming back in 2024. I would say that Utley will probably not make it this year. 2024. I agree that he won't be first ballot. Yeah. Just because, I mean, it, it's seemingly like second baseman are just black. You can't make it if you're a second baseman well, in the Hall of Fame. And you do you're only not cool get, enough. You do only get 10. You know what I mean? So if, mm-hmm. if you take the people who are uh, coming back, uh, verse, which includes some, some you know, steroid guys who, who there's a large percentage of, not large enough, but there's a significant percentage of voters who are voting for those players, mm-hmm. plus... Uh, all the new guys that you read, there's a lot of intriguing names on there. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe uh, maybe there's just not room for some of these guys, and, and Mark Burley might be one of them. Mm-hmm. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I have ten votes, and it it's tough. Uh, I would have this is on Helton. the Sean Anderson made up. Yes, this is my Hall of Fame ballot. My okay. mock 2024 gotcha. ballot that won't even be official until like December 2023. Right. Uh, Helton, Wagner, Jones, Beltron, Rodriguez, Burley, K. Rod, Which one? A. Both Rodriguez's. Alex. Alex and oh, yeah. K-Rod. Yeah, uh, A oh, and K-Rod. K-Rod. Oh, okay. A-Rod and K-Rod. Uh, Adrian Beltre, Chase Utley-Mauer. That's the 10. It's a pretty. It's hard to argue with that, to They're be good quite honest. Yeah. I mean, Joe Mauer, I think, You is, put Beltron on yours? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Same, easily. Yeah. I mean, 3,000 hits. Yeah. I think that's that, that should usher you in uh, third all-time for war among third basemen. Uh, only Schmidt and Eddie Matthews are above him. Wade Boggs is below uh, Adrian Beltre. And Wade Boggs, I mean, I, I didn't watch him play. Uh, I've always heard pretty good baseball player, good yeah. beer drinker, and also good baseball player. Wade, Bo- Wade Boggs, Carpet World, Wade Boggs, Carpet World, Wade Boggs, Carpet World. <laughs> I think he ate chicken it before every game. As he should have. It worked. Um, Maybe I should eat chicken before every show. Eat more chicken than any man ever seen. Yeah. Uh, shout out to the guy in uh, Philly who ate like 40 rotisserie chickens uh, in a day. Or uh, in uh, a four, eat four. 40 straight days of eating a rotisserie oh, chicken. A whole rotisserie chicken? The full thing? Whole thing. From Costco or from Jules? Yeah, the, I mean, <laughs> well, it's, it's Philly. Philly. So yeah, it's probably don't, they don't, it though, right? Oh, they ate it from their gas station. Yeah, it's all Wawa. gas station. Yeah, right. Every, all their food comes from the gas station oh, in Philly. You want to eat tonight? Yeah, let's go to the gas station. <laughs> all right, cool. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, I guess we could say that because we have a Casey's here now and people are like, oh, they'll give them Casey's pizza. Like, we live in Chicago. Stop getting Casey's pizza. Are they a sponsor? No. <laughs> Stop getting Casey's pizza. Who would go to Get the their gas, gas? Who would go to the gas station for pizza? Oh my god! It's, so it's many people. Oh, their breakfast pizza or this, that, life. and the other. Stop it! Mm. I bet you somebody in these comments like, man, Herb, you got to try it first. I'm like, I'm not trying the, gas station the pizza. I'm only not. person that I know that likes Casey's pizza is my cousins, and I love my cousin and I love his fiance. My cousin's fiance, who is from Iowa, mm. in the middle of Iowa, not even near a city. Like, just a, a, only pre, pre, person that I know that likes 
Casey's Pizza and is their favorite pizza is a hick. All right. And I, got, I lovingly call them a I hick. Got her, Sean, I got your transition for you perfect right here. If you like gas station pizza, you are not a local product. <laughs> <laughs> I very agree. Uh, also, uh, her, her, that fiance is not uneducated or unsophisticated. So uh, I didn't mean to. I, just, you know, country. You know, just you're just not. Yeah, it just makes you Chicago. not a local product. You're That's all it is. Product. You're just not exactly. a local product. Yeah, if you um, live in middle of Iowa, there's pizza choices are probably not great. No, yeah. it's not. And it's all like taco pizza. Um, and just to Nothing put, wrong with taco pizza, especially from Godfather's. Well, I've only had taco pizza in Iowa. So that's mm. why I can I tell you the gas station pizza was really popular at ISU. And it was disgusting. They had this thing called a breakfast pizza. Have you guys yeah. heard of this? I, that's what they always they talk about. They put eggs on top of the pizza. Like, I mm. love eggs, but well, don't put that on my pizza. Vito and Nick's does that, and they it's like a breakfast uh, pizza, but like yeah, they but have breakfast pizza. pizzas are not unique to gas stations. I think Steven. it just it just I, has, is this is this a thing? Else, breakfast why pizza is doing thing. this. Yes. This is no, yeah. don't do that. Well, because an egg's mm. kind of fatty to run, you know, kind of cut through a pizza. You had some sausage. Sausage no, is normal. No, he sunny side up egg. Cool, but if it's a scrambled egg, that doesn't make any damn sense. No, it's, it's scrambled. But it's a different oh. it's a different thing altogether. It's not like you get a pizza and then you add su- scrambled eggs to it. You do the dough, then you do the scrambled eggs, some sauce, some breakfast sausage. Some people will put gravy on there instead of in place of pizza sauce. Wow. It's just a totally different thing. Your it guy, doesn't really count. Your guy Connor saying anybody in Indiana, uh, if they've ever had the taco pizza from Pizza King, that it's unreal. I'm not trusting any pizza from Indiana. <laughs> I agree with you. Um, just to go to second baseman real quick, uh, if we're bringing up Adrian Beltre being third all-time for third baseman, Chase Utley is 12th all-time for war, just behind Willie Randolph, Roberto Alomar, uh, Ryan Sandberg, uh, Robinson Cano, Bobby Gritch, Frank Frisch, I like that Frisch and Gritch are right next to each other. Lou Whitaker, Charlie Geringer, Joe Morgan, Nap Lajoie, and Eddie Collins. So uh, he's, he's right above Jeff Kent. Jeff Kent's at 15th at 55.4. Chase Utley has about 10 more war than Jeff Kent. So we just talked about Jeff Kent being the all-time leader at home run. I mean, Chase Utley might have a better resume than, than Jeff Kent to get in. And also, I mean, like Jeff Kent is, again, known as being like a, a rude bad person to the media and just not a great teammate chase utley has always been heralded as like a great teammate uh just you know had that one dirty play i don't think it's going to hold him out of the hall of fame but no not uh, eventually anyways. he'll get in he'll not, get in it'll be a it'll be a talking I point think, for sure though i think both of the philadelphia people eventually him j-roll will be in the hall of fame together white Sox legend J- jimmy rollins you think jimmy rollins is gonna get oh in? yeah really? 2016 champion for that alone he should get in the hall of fame for just winning the World Series, being no. on a team that won the World Series? No, for 2016, getting oh, yeah. Drake LaRoche kicked out of the clubhouse and getting Adam LaRoche yeah. off of the remember, White Sox. Hey, remember that home run he hit in Oakland? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. Good times. Um, all right, Jimmy Rollins, 12.9% of the vote, uh, and he'll be on his third year. So, I mean, hey, maybe he's got a, a Scott Rowland campaign in him. Uh, I do want you to uh, go up to uh, Marco's comment, uh, Stephen, because we got to take a break here. we got to let you know about Game Time. They are the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. 
Unfortunately, uh, they don't have uh, local product Genesee Theater uh, tickets, so I, I cannot get the Tusca Tribute show uh, for tomorrow night. Uh, it's tempting, uh, Marcos, and thank you for uh oh, Sean will be going. Even if he can't yes. get a ticket on game time, he'll still be at the show. You'll, you'll yeah. find me there. He's uh, going to be the show. He is the show. <laughs> I am. I, yeah. I actually uh, am all six members. Yes. Uh, I, I've learned the horns and the marching for this. Band. Yes, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we have that on track, but uh, you mm. know, I'm the one pressing the track button for play. Um, but Marcos has been a guy that's gotten game time tickets for the Padres when he's out in California. He's gotten Hawks tickets, um, a loyal user of game time, a loyal listener of CHGO. They have the hottest new ticket, uh, hottest, it's the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals to tickets, sports, concerts, and shows. If you ever dreamed of sitting in a seat, you never thought you could at the 50 yard line courtside, behind home plate floor seats at a concert. It is possible with the game time app. The biggest last minute price drops can be found on seats. You never thought you could buy and you won't find a better deal this year on uh, tickets to Blackhawks or Bulls games. The Hawks are currently on a West Coast trip. They won't be back in the UC until February 7th, and the Bulls are returning from Indiana, uh, but they also have to stop in Charlotte and Orlando. They'll be back on the 31st. Uh, so you might want to wait until those days because, again, biggest last-minute price drops can be found on Game Time. It was created by the fans for the fans, and it guarantees the lowest price. So if you love CHGO, then you'll love Game Time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and scored the best seats to all your favorite events. Uh, let's wrap it up with some Nikki Lopez talk here. Uh, the White Sox. Local product. Local product. Yeah. The White Sox, local product, are <laughs> they, interested they are. Uh, in, and this is per Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic, uh, are they a local product? The Athletic? Yeah. John uh, Greenberg, wasn't that, was uh, that New York? Kind of. Ish. Yeah, maybe kind of. Okay. Yeah. Local product. Yeah. Um, First time I heard it was John Greenberg yeah. in Chicago. I think he was the one who, like, spearheaded it. So, local product. He's a local product, right? Oh, yeah. I know he went to Ohio, uh, which is yeah. not a local product. That's happened. in Ohio. I think he might be from Pittsburgh. Yeah. Maybe. He's always talking about the Pirates. That's true. Yeah. We'll see. I'll get, that, I'll, that I'll get, I'll get to the I think him and Joe Colley might be... The Pittsburgh yeah. media fans. Yeah, I'll get in, to the bottom in, in of Chicago, yeah. but anyway, but Pittsburgh. But Kali from Cleveland, not a local product. Not a local. Not product. a local product. Uh, Nikki Lopez, local product though. Uh, Ken Rosenthal in the Athletic. Yada yada yada. So the White Sox are interested in Nikki Lopez, and the Royals are not interested in trading Nikki Lopez. What story do we have? You just wrote an article at All CHGO about this topic. What do you make of this? Is this the White Sox making a push? Is this because of some bad news that was in the cycle yesterday and they're trying to bury it? I don't know. It was very no. weird timing while we're doing the show. Uh, yeah, whatever. Right? You call it a coincidence in terms of timing. It makes uh, perfect sense to me that the White Sox would be looking to perhaps buy low on a second base option that could uh, – become part of their mix, we'll say. I think uh, Nicky Lopez is a guy who has major league experience at the position, which is something that Romy Gonzalez and Lenin Sosa do not have much of. Um, if you want some certainty, if you want some dependability, uh, you can get that in a guy like Nicky Lopez. That being said, you'd be certain that you'd be getting some offensive numbers that aren't very good. He's only had one year in his career where he has been an above-average Major League hitter. In all the others, he's been a vastly below-average Major League hitter. Um, he plays a, a fine defensive second base. Uh, he, he's stolen some bases. Uh, and perhaps most importantly, he just has spent his entire Major League career alongside Pedro Grifol, uh, who, who might be giving the same stamp of approval that he gave to Andrew Benintendi. But um, again, what did we say? Uh, if it comes to the White Sox and adding a veteran second baseman, it's 
Probably not going to be somebody who excites the fan base and fires everybody up. This could just be a case of, uh, you know, the White Sox saying, let's go out and find somebody who can provide a little bit of a challenge uh, during spring training, a position battle, and maybe the best case scenario that they have in their mind is Romy Gonzalez proving that he's the much better uh, option at second base and having Lopez as a backup infielder. He's played some shortstop. He's played some third base. He could be a guy who can maybe bounce around the infield uh, when a guy like T.A. or Yoan Moncada needs a day off as well. So um, makes sense they'd be interested. I think the Royals see the same kind of thing, though, and they see a guy that they've known and that's been a part of their organization for a long time, uh, and they'd be happy to have him as a backup infielder on their team. So um, when it comes to the White Sox and Nicky Lopez, it's, uh, I think it's going to be that kind of guy, that level of player that they might look to add at second base, which uh, if you'll remember earlier this month, Rick Hahn said could certainly be a possibility that they add at second base before uh, the start of the season. As Sam Phelan says right here, Nicky Lopez, 5'9", war, F4 in 2021, better than Sosa or Romy. True. It is a good year, but I don't know if it's repeatable. I don't know if he can still do that same thing he had. It's a flash in the pan, as Vidi said. Like, for the most part, he has been a below-average hitter, especially with no power. Even that year, he really doesn't have any power. I think he's hit a career total of five home runs in his whole uh, major league career. Now, he plays at Kauffman Stadium. What we said with Andrew Benatendi goes for him. He's a left-handed hitter. That stadium is not very conducive to power. It's more conducive to doubles and triples and such. So I would think that it's worth a flyer, especially if the price isn't a lot, but the Royals don't seem too interested as they're trying to hold off on people coming for him because they don't know if Mike Massey is ready to take that altogether second-base position and just go and run with it. So they're trading away Adalberto Mondesi to the Red Sox and probably fielding offers for Nicky Lopez and not probably like looking in division as they've already traded one player, Michael A. Taylor, to the Twins. They're probably like, huh? B-minus. Yeah, sorry. They traded a player in division. I would very be very skeptical if they did it again with this player. I would also wonder what do they know that we don't know that they're so willing to trade this player of need for us so easily to us and so I think they've looked at his baseball reference page (laughs) and so I don't I would be like I'm more fine with Sosa and Romy than going Nicky Lopez because that's still a question mark itself you know the fielding's gonna be decent but you don't know if the bat's gonna be there with Romy and and Lenny Sosa you know, maybe they can pop off some home runs. I don't know. But I don't. Oh, I feel really I, Sosa, I, he's done it in the minors. But he's done it in the minors. But we saw him up at the major league level, and he really, you know, was, was able first, to was really cup of struggle to tread water. I just, Romy Gonzalez should have a lot more power than uh, than Nicky Lopez. Oh yes, yes. Nicky Lopez has five home runs the, in four years of playing major league baseball. The power, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Lenin Sosa and. Uh, Romy Gonzalez have more power. I just don't know if like the true hit tool is there. Like they have more power, but can they put bat to ball? Can they, you know, actually produce? Nicky Lopez right now is a major league fielder. Like I don't know if Romy and Lenin have that ability just yet. And we know that Gilbert Sanchez is the best fielder out of those uh, the three in house uh, options for the White Sox. But Nicky Lopez easily comes in and is the best defensive player for the White Sox at second base. Um, and just looking at some of the Statcast outs above average stuff um, in 2020 at. Every position he played, seven outs above average, both at shortstop and second base. 2021, 25 outs above average. Most of that at shortstop in 561 attempts. uh, Only played uh, 14 attempts in 2021 at second base. And then last year at second base, 224 attempts, four outs above average. It's not 
you know, I, I don't know if he's going to have 25 ever again, but I do think that, especially with the shift and him maintaining one side, having that range of a shortstop is huge. I think he is easily the best defender for the Sox, and if they could fill up that hole and they've been able to fill up every other hole with seemingly major league-level defenders, right field's really the biggest question mark, and I know some people have question marks about Andrew Vaughn because he hasn't played a lot of first base at the major league level, um, but bigger this would be a this year. bigger basis. Um, <laughs> so help him out. Yeah, he needs to put lifts in his shoes. Um, but yeah, I, I think this would be a huge upgrade for the Sox if they were able to get this from a defensive standpoint, you know, you don't need your second baseman to hit. Well, I mean, it sure wouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you do. It, you it wouldn't hurt. hurt. It wouldn't hurt. But. I mean, do they want to win the World Series or not? I mean, uh, listen, I, I don't know if you could call <laughs> Nicky Lopez an upgrade. I think what you could call him is a veteran who, who, who knows how to play Major League Baseball and has shown that he can do it at the Major League yeah. level, even if it's not terribly impressive. And. Real quick, sorry, just to cut you off. Like, the, the 2021 year, like, that just kind of shows you why BABIP is important because in 2019, 273, 2020, 260, last year, 265. In, tw- uh, in 2021, 347. Oof. And that's kind of the whole gap. And that's the reason, I mean, he's been around 50 weighted runs created plus in every other season, and he's above 100 in the one season he has a 340 or 340-plus uh, BABIP. Like, that BABIP is complete luck. He's not hitting the ball hard. He's not striking it. And it's basically the Adam Frazier issue where it was like, you know, he's he's blooping balls up and that's not great luck. So, like, you know, there is questions with the bat. We'll put it this way. If they were to get Nicky Lopez to add to the internal options they got and Nicky Lopez won the starting second base job, that would not speak very well to the internal options yeah. that they had already and that they've already claimed that they would have confidence in that those guys could help them win. Uh Nicky Lopez could maybe be a good a good depth piece, you know, in terms of just a, a glove off the bench. But um, if you're if you're the White Sox and you bring Nicky Lopez in to spring training, uh, Romy Gonzalez better be a lot better than him. Yeah, or else you still need a second baseman. Nicky Lopez <laughs> presents a nice floor that the White Sox can count on. We know where he's going right. to be. Those other two, I think the ceiling's through the roof. But- but their floor is on the ground. I don't know if it's through the roof, but the it should be higher than the Nicky Lopez ceiling. I, th- I mean, I believe in Lenny Sosa. I think he should get more of a chance than he has last year. He, like somebody said, he was rushed up here. The fact that he got pa- uh, he passed up Sanchez last year surprised me. And then when he got here, he really didn't play a lot. He was just uh, spelling people. He, like I was like, if you're gonna call a person up, call him up and he let got him play. About, he got about five days worth of starts and like. Got like one hit. Exactly. Yeah, it was yeah. a home run, and it was yeah. off a, a quad A guy for the Royals, yeah. and he, and he hung a curveball, right. and he murdered that ball. And but so he, it was a hung curveball, like it was middle those, middle. And those like, happen in Major League Baseball. And yeah, he's going to punish him. It I was against I, Jonathan I Heasley. I guarantee you, uh, local product Naperville Central's best, Nicky Lopez is not going to hit a home run off a hanging curveball because he's five six. He's like Nicky Madrigal. So it's, it's just bringing back another Nicky second baseman five six and. And Joe and Altuve hits home runs, hits tanks. Steven wants Madrigal back. It sounds like no, yeah. I don't want that. No, no one does. Like no, third base, no. he's probably available though. Um, the and they're di- they're different. Obviously, <laughs> Madrigal's got a, a better hit tool than than Lopez, mm. but Lopez has proven to be a better base runner and. and Mando got a good arm for a second base, and they're like, let's trade him in third base. God, Cubs. Yeah, I don't know about that. Cubs are starting him at third base. They're they're, they're repping, giving him reps. Giving him reps at third it's, base. It seems very much like it's a Eloy, Eloy right field yeah, situation. Eloy in right field. Because gotcha. um, he's not playing second base because that's. A good player's job. Yeah. Yeah. Necro. Um, let's real quick before we wrap this up and get to the uh, power rating rankings for second base here. Uh, I do just want to go to Reddit. Um, 
sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. Um, but in the thread about uh, Ken Rosenthal, uh, Jason eight two. Nine two. There's a lot of twos and nines that's throwing me off. He's from Naperville, you know. And then Spatescast one hundred and one said smoked weed with him in high school. Nice dude. So hey, uh, you know, nice guy. Uh, you know, coming to a legal state. Uh, good for Nikki Lopez. Those shifty people in Naperville, man. I <laughs> just, never trust those Red Hawks. It just reminded me of uh, Step Brothers. I smoked pot with Johnny Hopkins. <laughs> um, power rating the second base position right now. If you had to say. We're going for Lenin Sosa, Roman Gonzalez, the field, Nicky Lopez. What's the field? The field the on field the White is, Sox? The field is any no anybody anyone in baseball. Anyone in baseball. It could be in the White Sox organization. It could be anybody they could trade for. Okay. It could be the free agent. Okay. Like right now, like what what? How would you rank? Like who is probably the leading for the like? Sorry, I got you. The White Sox clearly still have interest at a second baseman. So do you think that Romy Gonzalez is the leader in the clubhouse for this position? Or do you think that they're still interested in an outside guy more? You're asking me for the White Sox opinion or my opinion? Your, your opinion. My opinion, the field is the, the best in the power rankings. Field, Romy, Lenny. Okay. I would go, like, yes, I don't want Nicky Lopez. But that doesn't mean there's not a second baseman out there who's a little bit better. Even... Stevens guy, Josh Harrison, I would take back here on the White Sox because these two guys present question marks. I know what I'm going to get with Josh Harrison. Not a great bat, top-notch defense. Not so, a lot of hustle. And lack of hustle, and he's going to be riding in the chopper. Mm-hmm. Get to the chopper. Steven, you're just wrong. You're just wrong, Steven. He, he dogs it. He dogs he it. He does not dog I, I, it. I like the guy. I'll, he I'll does say the that. motorcycle thing. If he I, just didn't do the motorcycle thing, he could have had a triple. would be like, oh, okay. Vinny, I want sweat when he gets back in the dugout. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, it was probably just like March or April. It probably just wasn't that hot out. I mean, he's just know. mad that he was doing the motorcycle right. thing. No, That's the all. motorcycle thing's fine if you wait until you get there and then do it. This feels it's very good. much like a, a should I run through first base or should I slide? I, I don't think it's going to save that much time. You I think, should never slide. Never. Right. But like, right. you know, it's, it's not quicker to slide it. into first base. You know, it's, I don't think it's going to be that much quicker if he runs the last 10 feet. Correct. Instead of he had know, a double. Doing, if he went for third base, he He'd would be have been out, out by a mile. <laughs> I want him to think he has. Do you a want to be? Do you want him to be safe at second base or caught in a pickle between second and third? I want him to make the center fielder make that throw to third. Hmm. He had a double. He hit a double. The first. oldest twenty-nine year old <laughs> ever. <laughs> Damn <Even>. right. <laughs> uh, the power rankings. Yes, I think <laughs> from what I've seen, they would be well served to have to bring in somebody with some more certainty at second base, and then Romy, and then Lenin Sosa. But perhaps the White Sox are privy to some offseason work that we are not, and they have uh, budding confidence in Romy Gonzalez's ability to have a very nice season uh, at second base. So I don't know if I could tell you that the White Sox are going to go out and get a second baseman. Hearing that they're interested would lead me to believe that they probably are interested in providing, at the very least, some competition. Uh, And I think having a veteran presence there Makes a whole lot of sense. We will see if that's the way it plays out. If they acquired Nicky Lopez, do you think that he would win the job, or do you think he, it would be competition? He would have to. There's no reason to, to acquire him if he's not starting. He's not, a, like, otherwise you just go with these guys. Yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah, like, I mean, there's no reason to get him unless he's going to be guaranteed the guy, not a competition, the guy, because you're giving up some capital either way. 
So, yeah, I would want him to start immediately. And they can like Romy Gonzalez all they want, and we saw that, you know, you mentioned it in your post, that they, 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 they included him. featured. Yeah, they included him in the social media post. And There's like five guys in that, in that video, and he was one of them. Yeah, and two, of them, <laughs> two of them weren't even on the team. They were all talking about prove it. And him like, and Colas, yeah. yeah Col- Colas wasn't here. He didn't it, was, yeah, it was Grandal, <laughs> Robert, Romy, Colas, and who else? That's a great question. Cease? I don't think it was a pitcher. Was it Lucas? I don't know. Yeah, I have yeah, to but, go back. But, I yeah, when I saw Colas and uh, Romy in the co- commercial, I was like, mm, okay, they're telling us something because you wouldn't run a promo like that without having certainty from upper management thought, people, right? right? <laughs> I would think I upper management like, why are you running, running Romy stuff? We're not even but sure if he's the guy yet. Is it just Calm because down. they have the B-roll of it? Like, because they have B-roll, like, you I don't mean, need to run it? Well, because Gonzalez and Colas yeah, are working with, the, working with the hitting coach. Right. They're in Miami working with the hitting coach. They're in Miami, bitch. Yeah, so I think it's just because they have B-roll of it. I mean, so Luis is in Miami. So is Cola. So is Romy. They got, obviously, the B-roll for Dylan when they did the Day in the Life. And Grandal's and right guy. over here on the west side. Yeah, so, so yeah. I mean, that just right over ma- there makes sense side. why those are the players, I guess. Yeah. I don't think it's signaling anything. And, and two, like, what James Fox has said um, of Future Sox talking about Romy Gonzalez's you know, kind of 2020 and 2021 is he's dealt with a lot of injuries. He's kind of been up, down, uh, struggled in 2022 just because he didn't have a lot of consistency. Maybe him starting out in AAA would be a good thing just because he could find some footing, find some confidence, doesn't have to go up against major league pitching, try to use all this positive work that he's put into, and then maybe the White Sox have a, a decent utility player. But I just don't understand the sense of trading for a player. Just go get Josh Harrison. If Josh Harrison sucks, cut him, and then Romy Gonzalez can be called up. Like, I, I do think it's the field leading the pack right now. I do think the White Sox are still interested in adding somebody, but I would probably put Romy and then Lenin, uh two, three. I don't think that Romy's been given this job in any way. Colas, maybe. Oh, I, oh, I would totally agree that there is a – the chances of Oscar Colas winning the right field job is dramatically higher yeah. than the chances of Romy Gonzalez winning the second base job. Uh, yeah, that absolutely. But yeah, but I don't know. Maybe they think, maybe they think Gonzalez is, is good and could be the guy. But we'll see. Again, I think so. minor tr- spring training brings a lot of other people in that you don't think about, and maybe this is the year where someone that you're not thinking about vaults up that list, or maybe it's a kind of thing where uh, they bring in somebody that is n- on none of our radar right now. Yeah. And, you know, the third day of camp, White Sox have signed so-and-so to a minor league deal. Oh, yeah, that's the guy, obviously. I, for- I forget who's mentioned it in camp, but, like, Davis Martin wasn't on any of our radars. Nope. And then, you know, he just kind of came out of nowhere, and he was putting all this great work in the offseason that we didn't know with with, mm-hmm. with Ethan Katz. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and, and that was because of the lockout. He wasn't a, a major league guy, so he could work with Ethan Katz, and uh, that, that work paid off. So maybe Romy Gonzalez is, is, is here and ready to produce. You never know. Uh, that is local product, Vinny Duber. You can follow him on Twitter, at Vinny Duber, Geneva's finest. Uh, that is Wheat North's finest, Herb Lawrence. Go Falcons. Can, go Falcons. You can follow him on Twitter, at Ecknerwall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. I'm Sean Anderson, a uh, proud brother ice alum. You can follow me on Twitter, at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Thank you to Stag's own Stephen Nicholas for producing the show, and for everyone for hanging out with us in the chat. We'll be with you tomorrow at 4 p.m. for another CHGO for another CHGO Live White Sox podcast. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you tomorrow.